Welcome to the Arise Podcast. I'm Tanya Anderson, CEO at Arise, and it's my pleasure to have with me today Krista Beebe, who is a coordinator in our community habilitation program. And uh, welcome, Krista. Thank you. Glad to be here. So um, you do a lot of great work at Arise in our community habilitation program, which provides um, supports for people with developmental disabilities so they can live independently in the community. And I think we've talked about that Mm -hmm. in another podcast. I invite people to listen to that. But today, we're going to talk about a different topic. We're doing this conversation in November, and that is National Family Caregivers Month. And I understand that you fall into that role. I do. Um, Yeah. So what kind of a a caregiver are you? So I uh, live at home with my uh, mother and father-in-law and my husband and daughter. Um, My daughter's one. So not only do I take on the role of being a new mom, I also um, care for my mother-in-law who has recently um, had her leg amputated. She had... um, an infection called Mercer that took over um, and they had to amputate. She's been struggling for the past three or four years about um, trying to stabilize the infection. Um, And in January of this year, it just took over and there was no stopping it. Um, So she's in the process now of getting a um, prosthetic leg. Um, So I've been at home taking care of her. So you are in the classic sandwich generation where you're taking care of, you're the, you're the middle of the sandwich and your daughter's mm-hmm. one piece of bread and your yep. mother-in-law's the other piece of bread. Yep. Yeah. So um, let's talk about your, your mother-in-law a little bit. Um, how old is she? She's uh, 68. So she's young. Yeah, she's yeah. young. And um, yep. this, uh, this infection that she's been able to control for three years, which is um, incredible to me, um, resulted in this amputation. I imagine that was pretty traumatic for the whole family. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very difficult. Um, she went into the ER um, in January because she was in a lot of pain. She couldn't move. Um, a couple of days later, she ended up, need, the doctor said that, there was no going around it she was going to need it amputated one way or the other whether it be now or you know a year from now so she just decided let's just do it now wow so um this happened in january we're talking in november mm-hmm. what was her journey like in terms of after the surgery coming home all of that sort of thing so after the surgery she was in the hospital for two weeks and then she uh, went to a rehab facility, and they um, taught her different ways and how to move um, and how to transfer in and out of a wheelchair and in and out of bed. Um, and she was in there for about two two months. Um, and then we, at home, we were also working on renovating the house to make it more accessible for her. So we had, um, we found a company willing to put a wheelchair ramp on. So we got a wheelchair ramp for her and a hospital bed at home that she can um, get in and out of. Uh, and then when she came home, we had everything ready for her. And she's still um, working on trying to figure everything out um she's dealing with insurance issues with getting the prosthetic and she's um struggling with that so it's a it's still a learning 
process for sure. Absolutely. And this is a classic example of some of the other work that we do at Arise in terms of making sure that homes and businesses and really all places are accessible because you truly never know when um, you are going to become a part of the disability community that you know people every day acquire an injury or an illness either temporary or permanent where all of a sudden they didn't need accessibility um, considerations in the past or modifications to their home and all of a sudden that's what they need and you went through that yeah it must have been a real challenge it was it was yeah it was a big challenge um the biggest challenge was finding a wheelchair ramp because they're not cheap um and trying to come up with you know thousands of dollars to get one put on the house was difficult um we ended up finding um a program through my church that um does wheelchair ramps um for people that are in need so they came and did it everything for free which was a big blessing to us right um and then the other um thing was trying to find a hospital bed because she was no longer able to get in and out of bed easily or get in and out of furniture easily um so we had to deal with insurance with that, trying to get approval for that stuff on top of getting a wheelchair. So it was a big, it was a big change for it all was. of us. Yeah. So you are, um, you know, in the household. Obviously, you're, mm-hmm. as you said, you're a new mom with a beautiful baby girl who is, uh, mo- you know, moving around and yep. and active. And um, you're also trying to care for your mother-in-law. Before we talked about some of the specifics of that care, why why was it important to you to help out with your mom, with your mother-in-law? She has helped um, my husband and I out tremendously um, through everything. We um, we've struggled a lot financially, um, been in and out of rental homes and apartments, and she's just she's always been there, um, she, and she's big on family. And I never had that growing up. So I, number one, I wanted to make sure that I could give back what she has given to us as a family. And then number two, um, she she has just, I've always been the caregiving type. So I, when I, um, before I worked at Arise, I was a caregiver for another gentleman with cerebral palsy. And I lived at home with him and took care of him. Um, he unfortunately passed away um, a couple years ago, but then we moved out, and it's kind of ironic how I'm in the caregiving role again. Um, it's just something that I just love to do. I, I've always loved to take care of people. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I do know that about you in terms of the caregiving that you've done. And what, what is it about that role that is attractive to you? Because it's, it's hard work. It is hard work. Um, my biggest downfall is making sh- is not taking care of myself. I'm always I've always been one to take care of other people first, um, and I don't know if it's just my background how I never had any like I never had anybody to take care of me. So I've just always been the one that's like, okay, well, I never had that. So I want to make sure that other people know that they are loved and they are cared for. And right. yeah. yeah, I actually think it's probably more common than you would think that people who are caregivers put others before themselves that um, 
I think one of the one of the principles of, of recognizing family caregivers is number one, putting a value on this work, which is usually not compensated, but also stressing the importance that without this network of caregivers in our in our world, um, we would be in real trouble because um, the work is just critical, whether mm-hmm. it's with children or adults and. Because, as you say, the work has to happen and you've got someone in front of you that needs your help, it's very easy to look at them first and look at yourself much, much later. Mm-hmm. So with your, with your mother-in-law, um, what sort of care are you providing for her? So I take care of um, daily household skills like cooking and cleaning and, um, you know, taking care of the house. And then I also... Um, help her when she needs so right now she's um you know she wears the tens and I help her with her cleaning and making sure she takes a shower and you know getting her ready for the day and providing anything you know that she would need and that's very Mm hands-on very intimate work that you're doing Mm -hmm. and I would imagine that with your daughter you are also doing very much the hands-on work yeah because, you know, what is she, 16 months old? Yeah, 16 months. So she's not dressing herself. Right. She's, she's not body trained. So how, how, do you, how do you manage your day? It's, it's a lot. It's, yeah, it can be very stressful. Um, I think my biggest thing is, has always been take one step at a time. Um, you can't look too far into the future because then you're never going to get anything done because you're going to be too overwhelmed with, all the tasks that you have to do so I I just take it one step at a time Mm -hmm. this needs to be done first so I tackle that task and then I work on the next task one one task at a time you know that's that's really good advice not just for caregiving but I think for life in general Mm -hmm. and do you when you're in the moment performing a task whether it's for your daughter or for your mother-in-law are you able to step outside enough to just see their reward in terms of um, the gratitude or the joy that you're bringing to that person? Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the main reasons that I do it is because I love I love making other people happy and seeing that joy, knowing that I, I'm there to make sure that they are, they are okay and they are loved and they are good. Um, it's the best reward that you can ever imagine having. Absolutely. And um I really commend you for just the the depth of caring that you display and just how big your heart is in this role that is really hard. Yeah. And so what are you doing? I'm going to put you on the spot to try to take care of yourself as you're in this role. So I um, make sure, so every night before bed, I'll um, have what I call me time and I'll just Lay, lay in bed with a good book or watch watch a TV or watch, you know, a movie or something, and I just make sure that every day I spend a little bit of time on myself, whether it be doing my nails or watch, watching TV, reading a book, or just spending time with my daughter. Um, that's, that's all that I really do. And that's, it's not, it's, you're making it sound like it's small, but it's actually a big step to carve out a little space and time for yourself and recognize yeah. the value that, you know, that you that you deserve that time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Krista, this has been a wonderful conversation. I, re- I really appreciate you telling your story and for the work that you do with Arise every day and, 
and just um, just thank you. Thank you. For more information on how you can support Arise, visit our website at ariseinc.org. Support Arise, support independence. Thank you.